Hey guys, we are back with our second podcast, but today it's not just me, I'm with two people, I'm with Tyler and Timmy Dubs, and uh, today we're not talking about the draft like last mock draft, but trust me, there will be more podcasts about the draft, there will be a lot more. Today we have some other stuff, so uh, how about we start with the uh, pandemic that's going on, coronavirus? Yeah, it's, uh, it's getting pretty bad out here. Getting pretty boring in the house. You think the NBA comes back? It's going to be tough. Uh, I can see them initially just playing out the playoffs, but it, I don't know. I don't see it coming back. Yeah, uh, I definitely see. I mean, I see the NBA getting some form of basketball in by the end of the, the league year. But uh, considering that... We're not going to have a lot of time to play regular season games. I wouldn't be surprised if they hop right into the playoffs, which, of course, is unfortunate because we, we most likely won't see the Pelicans and Zion Williamson in the playoffs. That's the real No, but how do, you, how do you come back, right, when you have free agency, which is, like, July, and you have the draft, which is late June? Like, the draft lottery is supposed to be next month, right? How, how's that going to – like, how does that happen? They're just going to have to push everything back, right? They don't have to push everything back. I mean, that's the only way. Regular season starts in, like, October, right? Correct. Starts in October. You just, you, I don't know, I don't think you can push it back that far. Because then, like, say season ends, you start it again in, like, July. It ends in, like, August. They'd have to go right to postseason. Then you wouldn't have free agency for, like, another month or two. And free agents would, like, they would only have, realistically, like, a month before the season starts. They'd... But this is also a, a good, uh, a good uh, point for the NBA to potentially change their um, their league schedule because people have been calling for years to kind of get out of the NFL's shadow for like the first two or three months of the season. It's, let's be honest, no one really pays attention to the NBA while the NFL is going on. So potentially this is a, a bridge to uh, getting into you know more of the summer for NBA and less of less of October, November, December when it's kind of the height of football season. So it would get them into more you know, primetime games, and people will be paying attention more to the NBA. Uh, I, we'll see. I don't know. Same with, like, no. NFL. You think NFL gets pushed back? I mean, I don't believe so. the draft is staying set. I'm happy about that. But, like, they've yeah, talked about shortening season, like, 14, 13 games. I honestly wouldn't. I mean, that sucked. That's two less games, but it's two games. I don't see it happening. I think that everything's going to stay on schedule. I think that... Obviously, non-mandatory practices will get pushed back or maybe not happen at all, which will definitely hurt the rookies. But I, I don't see it. I don't see it changing much. Yep, and I can see, um, you know, speaking of NFL free agents, I mean, we can it's uh, we can see those NFL free agents not getting in the groove with their teams, you know, as much as they need to, learning a whole new system. Guys like you know, even even guys like Tom Brady, Philip Rivers. Um, you know, even the defensive guys like Joe Schobert going down to command the defense in Jacksonville. Um, we could see we could see some confusion early on in the season, and it's preseason. I know. What I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I doubt this happens, but this could make the preseason more interesting. You could see more starters in the preseason, like new starters. I doubt it, but it's just a thought. Yeah. It could be. It could be yeah. something that could definitely happen. Now, Tommy, I know you can't really say much about this, but Drew, what what do you think happens to the baseball season? How how far do you think this is going to go? Uh, I mean, I just, 
if the season gets canceled completely, which I don't see happening, but some players are saying that they might get pushed back to December, which would be tough. But if it does get like canceled completely, what happens to free agents like Mookie Betts next year? I mean, I see, I see some big, big changes. I honestly see big changes with you know the way we think uh, about baseball, where um, we could see neutral site um, games being played out in Arizona, LA, down in Florida, you know, warm weather climates. And we could we could see um, the rules of service time and um, free agency kind of switched up. So this doesn't occur again. And it kind of um, fixes and makes the game a little more interesting. So we don't have, um, you know, as much as people love to see a star, say, stay in one place his entire career. I mean, let's be honest, we like when Mookie Betts goes to L.A. to try to win a championship or, you know, we would love to see Mike Trout go to Philadelphia to try to bring a championship back to uh, to the Phillies. So, I mean, you know, it could it could uh, have big effects. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I agree. <laughs> Not the biggest baseball guy, but you hit this hit the points. So let's move on to our next topic now, which uh, NFL free agency. Uh, Tommy, who do you think your uh, who do you think your biggest winner was of the uh, of free agency so far? I gotta go Dolphins or my Browns. I'll I'll go Dolphins because that's not biased, but you know how much they sucked last year, the amount of talent they acquired, especially on that defensive end of the ball, I like that a lot. That means they can focus more on offense in the draft. I like Byron Jones a lot. That gives him a tandem of Byron Jones, Zavin Howard at the corner. Uh, this one's not a lot. Of, a lot of people did not like it. I honestly, I mean, I, I liked it. I think they didn't overpay him. People do think they overpaid him, though. But I think they definitely needed help on the line. And he had a good year with the Redskins last year. Definitely revived his career. I think that, you know, Eric Flowers will do good. He will thrive with the Dolphins. I think maybe 30 mil over three years. A little bit too much. But I honestly think if he plays as good as he did last year, I think... Sometimes you have to pay for what you need, and they definitely need help on the line. Same with I like Shaq Lawson and Emmanuel Ogba getting out of that defense. I like that a lot. Uh, so I definitely think, same with Kyle Vinoy, I think that's a big addition to that defense. I like how Going they can... Going with Brian Flores', uh, Brian Flores' defense, familiar with it, so that's yeah, nice. Yeah, I like how they can focus now on the... Big need offense in the draft. I like how they did that. Same with Jordan Howard. You know, they don't have to go spending valuable first round picks on running backs. I like that. Yeah, with, with the with the Jordan with the Jordan Howard uh, move. Some I just question. You know, this this league really chews up and spits out uh, running backs quickly. And and you don't want to first round picks with how valuable they are and how replaceable running back is. I just think unless they have very, very, very high. Very, like, they're very talented. Can't miss almost. I don't think they should be going first round. And I also think that, but, you know, there's a side where Jordan Howard's kind of at the tail end of his career. 
and you know upside with guys like uh, Cam Akers or you know Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss out of Utah. J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan, yeah, DeAndre yeah, Swift. I, mean, I, I think I, perfect I really targets in the second round. Those guys in the in the first round, you know. Perfect targets second round. I like that. Yep. And with them with them bolstering their uh, their uh, secondary, it's just I think I think they're the scariest secondary in the league, especially cornerback wise. Oh yeah. Uh, safety. I think they need a little bit of work with safety. The well, safety yeah, position. It's not terrible the, though. It's definitely serviceable. Those cornerbacks though. I mean. They're locked down. The only problem. I mean, they're dishing out a lot of money. So, this can't be something like Tremaine Johnson when he signed with the Jets, like, I think two, three years ago. They handed him all that money for him to bust. I doubt it happens because I think Byron Jones is too talented. But they are definitely handing a lot of money to that cornerback position. And I also think that, you know, there's something to be said for maybe the Dolphins spending a little bit too early. Like, I think we can all agree that they're maybe one or two years away from – you know, truly competing for a Super Bowl. Not Super Bowl. I'd say playoff spot. And by the time, you know, at the very, at the very uh, earliest, one or two years. Now, um, with, the, with the Dolphins, who do you guys, who, who do you have them taking first round? We, Tua. 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 Yeah, it's going to be Tua. Tua. I mean, unless they, unless they trade up to one, which they have been rumored to do, uh, it's yeah. got to be Tua at five. Or three, honestly. It's Tua at three. Now my take on this, I I would say content. I I would uh I would go with Tua. Worst case scenario, I could see the Chargers, the Patriots trading up. I don't. Tua or Herbert. I I cannot well, see Bill Belichick trading up to draft yeah, the quarterback in the first round. Up. Yeah. I well I can see the Chargers doing it though. That's why I bet the Dolphins because look think of how many picks they have. They have an insane yeah. amount of picks. Yeah, right? that's true. But at the same time, I still think they're gonna. Either get Herbert or uh, Tua, and I would honestly take either of them. I'd go with Tua. I just think he has more upside. Oh, I think Tua is the best quarterback in the draft. But like, don't get me wrong. But the Dolphins, right? They have three first-round picks this year, two seconds this year, two firsts next year, and two seconds next year. I definitely think they use that insane draft capital, move up to three just to take to ensure they get Tua. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's. Look, I mean, you look at what the Bears did. Right, the Bears did with Trubisky. He was their guy, and they, they were sitting at three. Right, I doubt anybody would have leapfrogged them at two. And look what they did just to secure Trubisky. Teams, when they have their quarterbacks, they do whatever it takes. And I bet that's why the Dolphins trade up. Yeah, you know, speaking of the Bears, tying it back to NFL free agency. Uh, you know, I think we can all agree one of the biggest losers uh, of NFL free agency. Yeah, I, I don't like the, it. Was the Chicago Bears? I mean, uh, they they overpaid. Jimmy Graham, first of all. He's a tight end way out of his prime. I will and say that, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Jimmy Graham fan. I, I think that he still has some left in the tank. I, I don't. If he, if, he couldn't, if he could not produce with Aaron Rodgers, what makes you think he'll produce with Mitchell Trubisky? Agreed. I mean, and then you look at you look at guys leaving, you know, letting him walk. Leonard Floyd, I mean, former first-round pick, really adds to that defense on the opposite side of Cleo Mack. You got ha-ha. Uh, Clinton Dix, I mean, you know, a, a solid safety in the league, and, and those are kind of hard to find. And, and right. you also look at you look at uh, you know way overpaying, um, you know, seventy plus mil for for Robert Robert Quinn. I mean, is this guy going to change your defense? Plus, he's he's on the uh, north side of thirty. So, I mean, we're looking at a guy who's going to be thirty four, thirty five when his contract expires, and he's still going to be making 
you know, 15 plus million dollars a year. Not only that, they did get it right bringing in a quarterback to compete with Mitchell Trubisky, but they got definitely the wrong guy. They definitely could have got Marcus Mariota, a younger, more upside player, for way cheaper. They could have got Cam Newton, who I... injury concerns definitely there. Injuries definitely did like you know plague his career so far. But I definitely think, still think he's close to an elite quarterback in the league. They could have yeah, got him. I think you, you take the risk on a yeah. guy like Cam Newton. Yeah, and three instead, ago, instead, three, four years ago was an MVP. You know, the MVP. And instead, so. they gave up a fourth round pick to take on the terrible contract of Nick Foles. Well, here's, here's my here's my opinion on this. I, first of all, I think that any team that gets Cam Newton is getting a steal, depending on the money, obviously. But I think that Cam Newton's here to he's going to show show the Panthers wrong. So I think that uh, he's going to have a huge year. But the Bears, in my opinion, I think they're fine with Biscay. I'm a Biscay believer, as you two know. I'm so, not. I mean, I'm. I'm okay. I'll just say this: uh, the weapons around Mitchell Trubisky can definitely be improved. I mean, we look at yeah. their the receivers. Okay, Allen Robinson has been, he's been really good. But then after Allen Robinson, I mean, who are we look at? He's not producing. Anthony, Anthony Miller's uh, young Anthony Miller. and, you know, young, but still not uh, you proven know, league average. Um, and then you look at you look at running back. I mean, David Montgomery, sure he's good, but he's struggled. He's Definitely, he did not live up yeah. to uh, expectations yep. rookie year. And, uh, I don't I don't think they used Tree Cohen at all. Well, yeah. and I, I just don't think in you know some of this may come down. I know we've talked about before, but you know Matt Nagy. I mean, you know what are we doing here? I mean, you got your you got your quarterback, you got your your wide receiver, you've taken your running back, you've had three years to draft your guys. You know, where's the results? So I, th- I don't think it's fair to, you know, point this all on uh, Mitchell Trubisky. No, I think what definitely makes it look even worse is the fact that I'll just bring this up. It's been brought up a lot, but Mahomes and Deshaun Watson could have been the pick. Yep, but you can't. You, it's hard to look at it like. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Because, you know, we could go back to whenever Tom Brady was drafted. Yeah, I'm just say, saying hey, there. Blah blah blah. I got taken before. I'm Just tough for Bears fans. It is. It is. But uh, you know, I think you gotta work with what you got, and I just feel like that there's there's tension between you know Bears fans, Matt yeah, Nagy, people, and people, Trubisky all the way around. People forget Mitchell Trubisky was in the Pro Bowl last year. I will say that I don't like yeah. Trubisky. I don't think he'll be good, but people still have to remember he was a Pro Bowler last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he's a good. He's. I think he's a decent NFL quarterback. I'll say decent, definitely not worth what he was drafted. I just think he. I think if he does not produce this year, and by produce I mean get them to the playoffs, anything less they got to move on. Yeah, and speaking speaking of uh, you know underproducing yeah high round draft pick quarterbacks, let's talk about uh, Baker Mayfield's Browns. I do believe I do believe. Uh, I believe we'll have a bounce back year. I think we'll have a huge bounce back year. Yeah, and I think they did a great job helping him with the O line. Yeah, he um, he goes to his tight ends. Tight ends are go tos for him. You look at him in college. Mark Andrews was his go to guy. His yep. first year, he did hit he hit David and Joku a lot. David and Joku got hurt this year. 
I mean, I wouldn't say that's definitely not why he played like he did. I think Njoku would have definitely helped him. But now you add an even better tight end in Austin Hooper, pair him with David Njoku and Kevin Stefanski's offense. And let's not forget, this is the biggest thing I like about Stefanski's offense. He runs the ball, and he runs the ball a lot. And I think that's huge for Baker Mayfield. Huge. You rely on bait. You rely on Nick Chubb, and then you you play action pass. Or you, I think they need to rely on their run this year, though. That's something Freddie Kitchens did not do last year, and it shows. It's true, Baker. Freddie Kitchens was a terrible coach. The fact that I, I forget what game it was last year, but they only ran the ball like three times in the first half. Like it was against I think the Bengals or something like that. Terrible team, and the game's close. What are you doing? Hand the ball to Nick Chubb. Yeah, I, I'm really glad. That, I'm really glad the Browns brought him in. Uh, yeah. Now, now, what do you guys think about making Hooper the highest paid tight end as a guy that got hurt last year? He's getting paid. Okay, much, I will say this: he might be, he might be the highest paid tight end in the NFL, right? But he's only getting paid 11 mil a year. Yeah, and and only 23 of that is guaranteed. Yeah, and True. you're acting like next year we're not going to see guys like George Kittle get insane contracts that go way above Hoopers. Yeah, and, True, but I mean, they're, they've produced on multiple years. I think that, I mean, if, produ- if Hooper produces this year, obviously it's a great signing, but... Hooper doesn't need to produce this year to get a monstrous contract. It's what he did last year. And the year before well, yeah. that. No, the only thing I'm the only thing I'm worried about is that is it worth it because he's only produced one year. Yes, he's produced more than one year for the Falcons. And okay, like I said earlier, when you need someone, and I don't think title was the biggest need, but I guess in Stefanski's eyes it was. It, sometimes you gotta overpay. I don't think they overpaid. I think they did a good job paying him. But if you think they overpaid for him, it's the fact that they needed him in this offense. Right. Now, what do you what do you think about letting them letting uh Schober and uh Kursky walk? Kirksey? Kirksey got cut, first of all. Yeah. Well yeah, cut no, like cut. That's like, definitely you know, fine, you know, for how, as much as we were paying him, he got no, hurt I'm way too much. That. What do you think about Schober? I know I uh, well first of all, he got a massive contract. No, Schobert was definitely good for the Browns, but he's he asked for way he asked for way too much. Than what he is. Uh, well, he got it, so. Yeah. He got that's, it, yeah. I wouldn't. And the Browns have two young linebackers. You have Sion Takitaki and Mac Wilson. That I think. I think Wilson will be great. I think Takitaki will be good, right? Now, do you see them? Do you see the Browns making it two more huge moves in the free agency slash draft? No. In trading for. Trent Williams, and then trading up in the draft to get Isaiah Simmons since they already no. took care of that no. Trent Williams. You don't see that happening? Not at all. I don't think they trade Trent Williams. Williams is, I believe, 30, right? You can go with way younger of a tackle in the draft, right? That's true, but at the same time, I mean, offensive linemen, I'd say that 30, it's not that bad, especially from an elite one. I just don't know with Williams. I'd honestly rather have a rookie tackle. Because look at the upside in this year's tackle class. It's insane. True. And who do, you, who with, do you think they should take? At- uh, I got to go Wills. I want Jedrick Wills. I think his pass block and will do wonders for Baker Mayfield's blindside. Now say he's not there. Say he's not there. Wirfs or Mekhi Becton. I'd honestly rather have Becton. Becton than Wirfs. I'd have to say that Becton's going to be, be gone before the picks. Or before the Browns pick. I don't know. He might be there. I I bet. Right. The Giants. I bet the Giants go Isaiah Simmons. Right. Assuming the top three is like, 
I don't know, Burrow, Chase Young, Okuda to the Lions, Ch uh, Chase, I mean, Isaiah Simmons to the Giants. The only other tackle-needing teams, tackle-needing teams besides that, I mean, there are tackle-needing teams, but the only teams realistic to take a tackle would be the Cardinals. I mean, the Chargers, they definitely need one, but they're going quarterback, I guarantee it. The Jags might take one, and but other than that, I guarantee the Browns will be able to get one of those big three. Do you think that there's a chance that, say, the uh, the Carolina Panthers take one? A tackle? Yeah. No. Their need for defensive tackle is way too high. The the Panthers' mo usually in the in early rounds is you know they either get that explosive guy or they're going to go D line. Just yeah. Look at Brian Brian Burns. Not only um, that, right? And, and you know, you but know, the new coaching staff, but whatever. The lo the Panthers lost Gerald McCoy and Don Threepo in the offseason, and they need to replace that. And I think Derek Brown is. Yeah, and, and you have a guy Derek Brown who I don't know. If you guys watched Auburn's bowl game, but I mean, the guy was the guy just dominated the game. I mean, he was he was dominant up front, and uh, I, they the opposing team struggled. Yeah, yeah, so, I bet the Browns get one of the, and I think that goes wonders. I think Baker has a bounce back year, and I think the Browns make the playoffs. Gosh, and I think, I mean, here's something you know going off of Makai Becton and you know the offensive line uh, topic. I mean, if we could, if we could see potentially, you know, one a team like the Dolphins or the Chargers trading up with either the Lions or the Giants. I mean, do we see, do we see the Giants or the Lions? Um, uh, more, more of the Giants taking Jeff Okuda if he's there at four. I wouldn't personally. If I were them, I'd roll with Simmons because you know they drafted DeAndre Baker last year, signed. They signed James Bradbury, free agency this year. And they still have Janoris Jenkins, I believe. I just uh, think that... He got, Janoris Jenkins was uh, released, and he went to the Saints. That's my fault. But what I'm saying, they drafted one DeAndre ba Baker last year. They just signed James Bradbury this year. I just think their need for that linebacker position, especially a linebacker that can drop back in coverage, right? Because they signed Blake Martinez. Everyone knows that. He's a great run stopper, but he's terrible in coverage. You draft Isaiah Simmons, a linebacker who's a freak. He can do it all. Drop back into coverage. He's the do-it-all linebacker. I think they go with him over Akuda. And I think, but it's something else to consider, like, we know Dave Gettleman doesn't always do the, you know... The uh, Dave Gettleman thing. There's a rumor I saw today. The Giants have narrowed it down to three people. Isaiah Simmons, Tristan Wirfs, Mackay Becton. I think it's down to Wirfs and Simmons. I got I haven't gone Simmons. You know, Dave Gettleman said he wants that gold jacket player. I think that's Simmons. With that though, I mean you you have to look at the talent you're passing up in. So let's just say alright, this is a hypothetical here, but let's just say the Dolphins trade up with the Lions and they they grab two a tug of blow, right? Yeah. With the fourth pick, the Giants are sitting there. Jeff Okuda is on the board, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Jeff Okuda, he he played similarly to what Jalen Ramsey looked like in college, and they I feel like they have the same height, same length. There's no doubt. Yeah, there's no doubt yeah. about that. Yeah, and I mean, they could go. I I think Okuda still would be an A plus pick. Same with Simmons. I just think that that front office. I just, whoever the at the end of the day, it's not what we 
would want them to do. It's what the front office would do, and I just think the front office would roll with Simmons. And something something else that you know maybe sways me that the Giants aren't all in on Simmons. I know you said you know Blake Martinez. Blake Martinez is a reason why they may not take Simmons, but you know signing Blake Martinez to what was it five year fifty eight? Something like that. Like that. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a sign that they're thinking, hey, this guy's going to be our, our linebacker. He's going to kind of control our linebacking core. And it, it may give them the peace of mind that, you know, hey, we're, we're good on. I think that's why they take Simmons, though. I mean, like I said, yeah. Martinez, great at run stopping, terrible at coverage. Simmons, great in coverage. Not yeah. only that, but, like, the Giants kept Nate Solder, who didn't have the best season, but they still kept him. And they added Cameron Fleming, two tackles right there. So I think they're set to wait on tack to wait on tackle for another year. Possibly grab a guy like Lucas Niang, Urza Cleveland in the second round, right? Yep. And yep. grab Simmons at four. Yeah, I mean and you can also like you know, speaking of uh you know reaching on quarterback picks with Daniel Jones on the Giants, I mean, I could see I could see just teams reaching on quarterbacks uh, affecting the you know the the shaking up the draft order if that if you know now, what I mean. what what do you think about the rumors that uh, that the Redskins go with say they go with quarterback which I I mean I don't see happening but neither do I I think that won't happen but I think the I think Redskins they're, might they're do what they should do what about the Redskins trading down and taking Isaiah Simmons I I think I that's likely that's more hundred percent more likely than them taking a quarterback. But here's here's something else to consider. You know, Ron Rivera is coming in with his new with his staff, his new guy. Um, you know, he didn't draft Dwayne Haskins, and Dwayne Haskins, let's be honest, you know, didn't didn't show signs at all. In his, here's the reason. In his first couple, no, games. I, I disagree with that though, because to be fair to him, he was put in a terrible situation. The coach hated him. So, well, okay, I'll be honest. So, to be Daniel fair, Jones and Daniel Jones had bright spots. True, but I mean, terrible offensive line. I mean, I, I, I still think Haskins is. I still think he has a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, I think they're going with Haskins. And a big thing, right? If you were to believe that the Redskins were taking a quarterback, I think the big thing that would shut down that rumor is when Ron Rivera traded for Kyle Allen. Allen. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. True. Yep. I think that solidifies that he wants Haskins to be the guy there. Yeah. Speaking of quarterbacks, you know, we we know the you know the top tier with Joe Burrow and Tua Tagovailoa. But how about like Herbert. Middle, middle tier? It's Herbert over with, Love. I know you like Love, but it's Herbert, Herbert over Love. Love. You know, Jacob Beeson. You know, throwing Jake Fromm in I'll there. I'll go right. What, Out of the bigger name quarterbacks, I'll go Burrow at one, Tagovailoa at two, Herbert at three, Jordan Love at four, Jacob Beeson at five, Jalen Hurts at six, and Jake Fromm at seven. Yeah, I yeah. think that Fromm's gonna be a bust. I don't. Th- I don't see him doing anything. Who? Yep. Fromm. I wouldn't call him a bust when he's probably going to be a day two, day three pick. Yeah, I, I just don't see him doing anything. I think the only way Jake Fromm thrives is if he's put in the perfect situation. And I mean, I mean perfect. I honestly, I, it's got to be perfect. See, I honestly see um, value in quarterback needy teams who have, you know, the placeholder there. You know, we're you know, looking at the, the Chargers here. I mean, all signs point to the Chargers, you know, Wanting to play Tarod Taylor, yeah, uh, most and that's I think. Season. I and, honestly, you know, that could that could shake up uh, the you know number six overall pick that they own. Um, I mean, what if what if they think their guy is Jacob Eason? I mean, do they trade up at the back half 
of the If they round. think their guy's Jacob Eason, I Jacob Eason, only way he sneaks into the first round is at the Packers at thirty. Or like you said, a quarterback need a team trading up, but it's gotta be at the way end. I think Eason will be good. I think he's gotta learn behind a guy, but the thing about Eason, right, is the kid can launch it. Oh, and yeah. he can do wonders with his arm. He is a great passer. He can make all the throws, in my opinion. I just think he didn't produce as much as he could have, if that makes yeah. sense. And then, you know, you're also looking at Pac-12 defenses, which, you know, historically not great. But, you know, a little bit improved this year. But you also have to look at, you know, Washington. I mean, the offensive weapons on that team may have been lacking. Uh, the coaching staff was more of a run-first uh, coach, uh, you know, staff. So, you know, you look at those factors, but, I mean, just for me, Jacob Eason's, you know, intangibles and his physical I like him a lot, yeah, I like him a lot. It just, it, 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 you know, it, it intrigues uh, guys and uh, scouts and GMs around the league, so. I like it. Well, we're upping 30 minutes, and I don't want this to be forever. So, I think we'll call that it for the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Tune in because there definitely will be a lot more podcasts with quarantine and everything. So, we'll see you guys next time. Hey, guys. We are back with another podcast. Today, it's me, Tyler, Timmy, Dubs, and we all have mock drafts with trades that we'll be comparing. So, uh, I just want to... Just put us out there so you guys know how many trades are in each person's mock. We each made one of trades. I have five trades in mine. Timmy Dubs. I got uh, three trades in mine. Or, yeah. Tyler. And then I have four in mine. All right, so I have the most. Timmy Dubs has less. So I'll start off, right? First, I have the Bengals. They keep their pick and take Joe Burrow. I just think... There's rumors that Dolphins could trade up with the Bengals, obviously. I just think the Bengals, you know, when you have your guy, especially with the upside Joe Burrow has, I just don't think you pass him up. So I think they stay here and take Definitely Burrow. Agree. 100% agree. Don't think, uh, I don't think there's any chance that the Bengals let this one slip. I think that there's talks about Tua and Herbert, but nope. They're going to stay put and take Burrow. Yeah, when you look at how... Burrow performed uh, against top-level defenses in the SEC, and you look at his his college playoff uh, performance, and then you also look out. Uh, he's a he's an Ohio kid, so he's gonna he's gonna fit right at home in Cincinnati, Ohio. So that would be great for him. Or across the boards. All right, so two. I have the Redskins staying put, even though there are rumors of them trading back. I have them staying put, taking Chase Young. You know, um. Chase Young's the best player in this draft, in my opinion. You add him to a defensive line of him, Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen, and Deron Payne. I just think they have something really good in that defensive front. I think Burrow's going to help a lot. I definitely think so. I think that uh, I think that Chase Young is a once-in-generational talent. The speed off the end is very nice. I think that the Redskins, even though there are talks about them trading back and even possibly taking a quarterback there, but I don't see it happening. I don't see yeah. the quarterback. Agreed. Uh, Chase Young, uh, you know, as you said, once-in-a-generation talent. I mean, people don't realize this guy is six foot five. You know, two sixty-five. He's He's, he's a monster on the field, and, and yeah. uh, 
yeah, he's definitely a once 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 in a draft talent. You can't pass on him. Even yeah, if, you know, with, you're tempted with, to go go with the quarterback, but Chase Young is a slam dunk for sure. With how important pass rushing is in the NFL, I think you can't pass up Young. All right, so third, I have my first trade. I have the Dolphins trading up to grab the quarterback. Not everyone is expecting, but I have them taking Justin Herbert here. I uh, rumors surfacing right that they have Herbert. More people in the building like Herbert over Tua. I think Herbert is definitely a safer prospect than Tua, just because you know the injury history with Tua and the injury risk. And you're drafting a quarterback this high. You want him to be close to perfect. And uh, I think I kind of think of Herbert. You know, I relate to him as Sam Darnold coming into the 2018 draft. Not like game film. But where he may not have the highest ceiling, but he definitely has the highest floor, in my opinion. And so I think the Dolphins get the guy, Justin Herbert, here at three. Um, I'm going to, this is definitely my first trade. Um, but I'm going to have them trading it with the Miami Dolphins and the Dolphins taking Tua here. Now, I do see them, the Dolphins possibly taking Herbert. And I also see the Chargers possibly trading up and taking Herbert or Tua. But I think the safest bet here is the Dolphins trading up and taking Tua. I mean, I think that if there was no injury um, concerns, I think that Tua would arguably be the best quarterback in this draft ahead of Joe Burrow. But uh, I, I, I definitely see – I think I see Tua going here. But there are yeah, the injury I, concerns. That's what I'm saying. The injury I'm concerns are up, real. I'm going to pull uh, Stephen A. Smith here and just flatly say both of you are wrong. Uh, the Dolphins are going to trade up with the Lions. They're going to s- select their quarterback of the future, Tua Tagovailoa, who you could honestly make a case, uh, assuming is all well, you could honestly make a case the Bengals select Tua Tagovailoa with the number one overall pick. I mean, you, you can't pass on a guy who, as a freshman, came into the national championship game, won a national championship, and then dominated his sophomore and junior season against uh, SEC talent. So, I mean... You're, you're looking at a once-in-a-generation talent, and, I mean, you know, if, if you if you pass, I think the greater risk is passing on Tua, and, uh, you know, if you pass on Tua and he ends up being a star, I really don't think the Dolphins' front office uh, uh, personnel is going to have a job for long. So, I mean, that, I think that factors into it as well. I definitely think, I will say this, because I know people are not going to agree with Herbert. I think Tua's more talented I definitely think he's the better prospect, but the injuries are real, and that is what's going to, in my opinion, persuade the Dolphins to take Herbert. You know, it's been, there's rumors, obviously, more people in the Dolphins front office, like Herbert. Herbert had a great senior bowl. He had a great combine. You know, the Dolphins are very high on him, and... You look at what he did in that Rose Bowl, he took over the game. Herbert showed he can take over football games. And I think, you know, Tua might be the better better player now. But I think Herbert's definitely a safer pick. Uh, to add on to what you said in that uh, the uh, Rose Bowl game, uh, Tommy, uh, I, I mean, I just I would like to point out, yeah, he ran for three touchdowns. And, you know, he'd really never done that in his college career. And guys were like, oh, hey. Hey, maybe this guy's got some legs that we don't know about. But I also mind you, against a Wisconsin defense that, you know, was good, but not, you know, you know, one of the top five, ten defenses in the country, he went through for 138 yards. And that's on a big-time stage. And, you know, this guy's not been described as a, 
as an introvert instead of you know where most successful quarterbacks are more extroverts. And I just think I just think that could definitely have some problems in the locker room and could could steer away teams and also make him a less successful quarterback in the long run. I just think taking Tua here is is a, is a no brainer. I'm not worried about Herbert's leadership. I just see him at the Senior Bowl. I think he definitely proved his leadership there. I'm not worried about that. Anyways, with the fourth pick, I have a second trade, the Chargers. You know, Tua is still available. It's great value. They'd have to trade up and secure Tua. So they trade up with the Giants and they get Tua. You know, Tua, like you said, you can make a strong case for him being the number one quarterback in this case if there were no injury concerns. But there are real injury concerns, and that's what drops him here to the Chargers. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with this. I think that uh, with in my mock draft, I have Tua already off the board, so I think that Herbert, I think he's a little less appealing to to the uh, to the Chargers. So I think that the Chargers uh, will say, put, and hope that Herbert and nobody trades up for Herbert. But I think that the Giants will stay put here, and I think they're going to take the – uh, very dynamic Isaiah Simmons. I think that he's by. I think he has some of the best upside in the drafts, and uh, I think it's a no-brainer pick here. Yeah, I agree, Tyler. I mean, Isaiah Simmons, you know, freak athlete, can play safety, linebacker, even line up on the edge, and, and you know, be a dis- disruptive force there. And uh, I also think, I mean, right here with the Lions trading back, you know, that uh, makes Jeff Okuda from Ohio State available. I think it'd be an interesting. Uh, you know, conversation in the in the draft room for Dave Gettleman and his his staff. Um, you know, Jeff Bakuda looks looks like one of the better players that we've seen come out of the draft. Uh, reminds me a lot of a guy like Jalen Ramsey, and you know, Jalen Ramsey does have his off the field issues, but uh, he uh, he's definitely a, a lockdown and franchise corner. So, I mean, some something to consider definitely for Dave Gettleman and the uh, New York Giants. So I'm the only one here with. A team not named the New York Giants picking. Correct. All right, well, you guys hit that spot on. I mean, I don't know if that spoils my New York Giants pick, but for five, the I have the Lions picking. Obviously, they traded back with the Dolphins. And I think this is a home run for the Dolphins because not only are they able to trade back and gain more assets, assets they get the fifth pick and the 39th pick from the Dolphins in my mock trade. But they still land the guy they would have taken at three, and that is Jeff Okuda. Like you said, Jeff Okuda, one of the best, better cornerbacks to come into the draft in a while. Reminds me of Jalen Ramsey, obviously. And I think he's Jalen Ramsey without the big ego problems. And I think, you know, with the Lions trading away Darius Slay to the Eagles, I think they rebuild that secondary and take a cornerstone for that defense in Jeff Okuda. I uh, I completely agree on this. I think that the Lions will be one of the big winners of this draft based on the fact that they're going to trade down and still get the guy they yeah. would have taken here. I, and I think that Jeff Akuda is a, I think he's a great talent. Like Drew said, I think that uh, he's very comparable to Jalen Ramsey without the off-field issues. So I think this is a I think this is a great pick for the Lions. Yeah, slam dunk for the Lions. You're gaining extra picks and still getting, you know. Possibly a perennial uh, pro bowler every year. So, I mean, it's going to be instant impact, and it's it's just going to be a, a great move for the Lions. Uh. Now, I do want to say this, Drew, Timmy Dobbs. You have the Lions also getting the 18th pick. Correct. Is that it in the trade? Do you like the, uh, does the Dolphins, also, do they get like a second it. or a third? Yeah, I'd also see like a second round or like a, a second or, you know, 
potentially even a first round next year, just because I look at I look at um, the Bears trading up to get Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I see that package, and sure, it's probably going to be a little less, but that package was still a huge package. And you know, teams don't don't like to um, underpay for trading up to get their quarterback. So that's, I mean, that's two first round they, picks, though. That's a lot of. I, as long as they see uh, the Dolphins already have uh, two first round picks. I'm, I think one of them is pretty expendable. Uh, so, I just think, I think if you want your quarterback, you, you, you go get him with everything you got. I mean, yeah, if he's your guy, I guess you got to. So, with the sixth pick, obviously I have the Giants now. The Giants and the Chargers made a trade. And like you guys said, I have the Giants taking Isaiah Simmons. I completely agree. I think it's down to Simmons or Wirfs. But I just think with the talent Simmons possesses, you know, he's a linebacker who can also play safety. He thrives in coverage. He's sideline to sideline linebacker. I just think they can't pass that up. I think the amount of potential this guy has to be one of the top defenders in the NFL. I think he can be one of the top players on the def- on the defensive side of the football in the league. I think they can't pass this up. was mine but uh i have the chargers still picking here and i have them getting their guy in herbert i think that because of uh i think that tua will be uh, off the boards of the dolphins at three i think that they're still going to stick with two i think that herbert's a no-brainer here obviously for the chargers who desperately need a quarterback there's been rumors saying that they're okay with tyrod but i, I definitely see them taking their quarterback in the future here and uh justin herbert yeah i, I do uh yeah, understand the the Justin Herbert uh, pick there, but for me, I think the Chargers Jordan Love is their guy. I mean, Jordan Love, uh, he has the arm talent. He is raw, but you look at uh, what Terod Taylor did with Baker Mayfield. Uh, he, you know, sat a few games, and then uh, you know, Baker Mayfield became you know Rookie of the Year candidate um, for the rest of the year. And although he struggled last season, I mean, he still got a lot of potential and. And Jordan Love is, you know, the arm talent's there, the accuracy is there. It's just kind of cleaning up some things for him. This is a real, a real gem on your hand. I think they're going with the the potential of Jordan Love uh, here over over the floor of uh, Justin Herbert. I think no. that's that's risky. First of all, I don't know if you compared Baker to Jordan Love when you said Tyrod was the mentor. They're definitely different players, in my opinion. I think Baker's that more pinpoint accuracy pocket guy than love i think though love he definitely has arm talent that's for sure i just think the decision making and the numbers he put with utah i think he put with utah state i think um you know part of that is a complete change of everything he's playing with i'm gonna be honest terrible supporting cast but i just think with the numbers he put up and the decision making he has, I think that it's a very risky pick. It's high, high risk, high reward. I think you also have to look at a guy like you know Patrick Mahomes. I'm not definitely not comparing Jordan Love to Patrick Mahomes, but uh, a guy out of college in Patrick Mahomes through, who threw a ton of touchdowns, had the big arm, was mobile, you know, could get out of the pocket and run, but also had a lot of interceptions too. And and that's that's kind of Jordan Love's mo. He can sling it and run. He's going to make those bad decisions. Uh, Mahomes sat a year under Alex Smith, and now look what he is. I'm not definitely not saying Jordan Love is going to be uh, Patrick Mahomes, but 
I think a year under Terod Taylor and a pro quarterback who who is mobile, who has you know good accuracy, a little bit arm talent. I think that could be really beneficial for Jordan Love. And I think I think right here you're you're betting on Jordan Love's ceiling and passing on the high floor of Justin Herbert because you know they're moving to LA. You know they want to get well, they want to sell tickets. They want to get fans in their stands. You know. You gotta go with the big name here in Jordan Love. Uh, uh, I'm gonna have to totally disagree with this. I think that Herbert's a much better quarterback than um, Jordan Love on multiple levels. I, I just don't see. I don't see any teams. I don't know that any teams will take Love over Herbert. Now let me ask you this, uh, boys: Who do we think has the higher ceiling, uh, Justin Herbert or Jordan Love? It's close. Uh, I'll go with Love. But it's close. I think Herbert is right there with him. But I'll go Love just because, you know, his athleticism, the throws he can make in different positions, and just, I guess, the creativeness that can come with Jordan Love. Yeah, I I, I disagree, though. I, I definitely go with Herbert. Just, I think he's more NFL ready. I think that, I think he'll be a better long-term quarterback. Well, you know, I, sure, Justin Herbert may yeah, be that. But it's, it's who do you think has the higher ceiling? Yeah, it's Justin Herbert who Justin Herbert who has the you know the floor. The he's at the very least going to be a I would, solid uh, NFL quarterback. I'd relate to this. You know, back to 2018, like I said, Darnold versus Josh Allen, the high risk, high reward, not the highest ceiling, but highest floor. Or the Bills and the Jets. The Jets are still sitting at uh, at the top of the draft. Uh, the, the Bills are picking or just traded away their pick at twenty two. I think you know, Allen was the, a better prospect. So, and I I just think I think Josh Allen had the same concerns that Jordan Love. I think had he's definitely the better prospect, though. Hundred percent the better prospect. And I think Jordan or oh, Jordan, well, uh, Josh Allen, you know, had the same concerns coming out of Wyoming, where he yeah, had accuracy was a big thing for him. Accuracy were big issues. Decision making and decision making and. Jordan Love has the same issues, but he has the arm talent. He is mobile. He can run. He'll be able to get in there, and he's going to be a leader for your team. He's going to be high emotion. I just don't see that in, in Justin Herbert. All right, with the seventh pick, at the Panthers staying put, take Derek Brown. Like I said, uh, they lose Dontree Poe and Gerald McCoy in free agency. They get their replacement in Derek Brown. I would definitely agree. I I think that they'll stay put and they'll take their guy in Derek Brown here. I think yeah. that's feels a big need here, so I think it's a no-brainer for them. Yeah, yeah especially because they're sitting off the board. Don Terry Poe leaving in free agency, Derek Brown is is no-brainer right here. Alright, so with the eighth pick, Cardinals, I have them staying put, take Jedrick Wills draft. You know, I don't think wide receivers as big of a need after the trade for Hopkins, so they go lineman to protect Kyler Murray, they get the best pass blocker, and in my opinion, the best tackle in this class, Jedrick Wills. I'm going to completely agree about that one. I think that it fills a big need, protects protect your future of the yeah. franchise, Kyler Murray. Yep. Give him some time to throw. I think that they could definitely uh, they could definitely take a big leap this year. Yeah, uh, agreed with that. I, I could see the Cardinals potentially selecting a guy like Andrew Thomas or uh, Makai Becton over Jedrick Wills. Only for the fact that uh, Jedrick Willis spent most of his time at Alabama protecting Tua's blind side, which is obviously the right tackle position, where in uh, Arizona, Kyler Murray, obviously a righty, uh, will need a, a left tackle to uh, block his blind side. But 
they did sign DJ Humphreys to a nice extension. So, I mean, Jedrick Wills just makes a lot of sense here. All right. So, with the ninth pick, I had the Jags staying put, and I've been taking Javon Kinlaw. Uh, I think this might be a little high for some people. I think this is around where Kinlaw's talent ranking is. I think he's top 10 in the draft. And, um... You know that D line, they're gonna have to slowly but surely put together that D, put that defense back together. So uh, I think D line's a need, and I think Derek Brown's off the board. They go Kinlaw, who isn't a bad consolation prize in my opinion. I think Kinlaw is gonna be very good too. So I think they take Kinlaw here. Well, with this, I I have the uh, I have the Jaguars taking. Um, I have them taking Tristan Wirfs here. Which I think that that feels a need for them at the line position. I I mean it's I think the Jaguars are definitely one of those wild card teams that can go with multiple yeah. things here. But it could be tackle, I mean, could be. I, I have them. I have them going worse here. Yeah, I have I have the Jaguars going uh, an offensive tackle and Mackay Becton. Uh, the only thing I see with um, Becton that I don't see in Tristan Worse. Becton is a pure tackle. While yeah, Wirfs um, can play there guard. Is, there is there is speculation that Tristan Wirfs could be more of a you know, hybrid hybrid yeah. tackle slash guard, or even you know just play guard. And and you know at this point in the draft, you really need you're not going to take a, ta- a guard in the top ten unless so I, they have I, Quentin I Nelson talent. Yeah, I see them going with Makai um, Becton here, physical freak. You look at uh, years past. They got Cam Robinson on their team. They drafted Jawan Taylor last year. Both guys tested really well at the combine. So I think they're going to go with the physical freak here and uh, Kyle Becton. All right, so now with the 10 pick, I have the Browns staying put. And the guy you just talked about, I have him taking Mekhi Becton. Like I said, I think they take him over Wirfs, even though Wirfs had a very, very impressive combine. I think they take Becton over Wirfs because, like you said, Wirfs can be a hybrid. There's speculation he could play guard, and that's not what the Browns need right now. They need tackles, and they need a tackle to protect Baker Mayfield's blind side. And with the like the amount of the amount of potential Becton has, with like you said, he's a physical freak. He gets pancakes with ease. Now I don't know if he'll be able to do that at the next level, because obviously NFL edge rushers are definitely different than college pass rushers. But I think he's got potential. The amount of power he has, quick feet. For how athletic Mekhi Becton is, for how big he is, I think this is a great pick for the Browns. I would agree. I think Becton's a great pick here. The Browns obviously need the O-line help. Definitely Jack Coughlin helped out that, but uh, Becton will definitely help a lot more. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I think, has a ton of potential. I think protecting him would be the best thing for the team, and I think this is a uh, basically alignment here is a no-brainer for me. Yeah, I mean, I I also think that uh, lineman is a is a no-brainer. Obviously, Mikai Becton's already off the board for me, so I, I'm not going to agree with you guys on this one. I've been taking Andrew Thomas more for the fact that he's a, a pure left tackle, and with them signing. Um, Jack Conklin, who who mostly plays uh, right tackle, uh, I think their biggest need is that left tackle. They they're not Baker Mayfield's not going to be able to uh, produce with you know their makeshift left tackles and you know put together left tackles that they've had in the past. So I think this is this is the answer. They get Andrew Thomas. The jerseys with Thomas on the back will be selling again, and, and that and that just brings good vibes to Browns fans. It's corny. 
Alright, so now with the 11th pick, I have the Jets. It's a bit of a surprise. Many people think it could be tackle, especially with Worfs still on the board, but I have them going CeeDee Lamb. You know, they're today, rumors surfacing, right, that they are very, very interested in CeeDee Lamb. And especially with after them losing Robbie Anderson, you know, who's their wide receiver one? I think they go CeeDee Lamb. You know, you need to give your quarterback weapons if you want him to succeed. And with Sam Darnold entering his third year, he's got to start putting up results, got to start showing, you know, he is the answer. He is the franchise quarterback. He's definitely shown flashes, but this is the year where he's got to, like, take that jump. And I think CeeDee Lamb's going to help him tremendously with that. I'm going to have to disagree with you here, but I definitely think that CeeDee Lamb could easily get picked there. But for me, I'm definitely going to have to go with... Um with Andrew Thomas here, I think that they will go tackle, and he's obviously the best tackle on the board at this point. My fourth, my fourth tackle, my fourth uh, offensive lineman in a row. I think that uh, the Jets fill a big need here, especially protecting Darnold, who they dra- obviously drafted last year, which will be the franchise of their the quarterback of their the franchise quarterback. So I, I think that uh, I think that. It could definitely happen, giving him uh, another weapon, especially since they lost Robbie Anderson. But uh, I think that offensive tackle is a little bit big, a little bit bigger of a need. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I think I think receivers are a little bit easier to uh, come by, especially later in, especially in this draft. So I think they go with uh, Tristan Wirfs. It just, you know, not anything knocking on the Jets, but it just seems like a Jets pick, uh, a guy who you know. High ceiling, good combine grades. They kind of fell in love, fell in love with the the Kool Aid, uh, so to speak. And you know they're they're gonna they're gonna take Tristan Wirfs here and and get a, a good athletic player who, you know, has has his doubts, but uh, you know, probably gonna be a solid NFL player. All right, so at twelve, I have the Raiders take Jerry Judy. Obviously, wide receiver is a big need for them. I honestly. I think they would take Lamb if he was available. He's my wide receiver one. But, you know, like a, Jerry Judy's a very, he's an amazing consolation prize. Him and Lamb are very close to being the wide receiver one. You know, Judy's very, very polished wide receiver that can step in and produce right away. And uh, for what they're trying to build in Vegas, you know, I think it's perfect for their offense. No, I definitely can see that happening, which I'm, I'm going to pull a bold move here. I uh, I think the Raiders are going to go Jordan Love here. Jordan they've, Love? Uh, they've been, yes. They've been slightly linked to him, and I think that Derek Carr is not – I don't think he's a long-term uh, answer at all. And I think that Jordan Love, even though I'm not the biggest fan of him here, but I, I, I see the potential, and I think the Raiders will capitalize on that. Yeah, I, I can definitely see a, a quarterback being taken here too, Tyler. Uh, my best quarterback on the board right now Herbert. is uh, Oregon's Justin Herbert. So I have the Raiders taking Justin Herbert here. John Gruden and the Raiders have probably been the team that has been most linked with with Justin Herbert. Maybe the Chargers uh, slide in there with, with the Raiders there. But, uh, I mean, Justin, Justin Herbert, I think John Gruden's going to love the size. He's going to love the arm talent. He's going to love the floor. Uh, you know, John Gruden, uh, I've always thought, is more about you know a, a good NFL quarterback, and he's not not really going to try to hit that home run as as much as other coaches. But uh, yeah, I can see Mike Mayock and, and uh, John Gruden getting their their quarterback of the future here, Justin Herbert. Herbert makes sense, but I got to go Tyler Jordan Love. 
I mean, I'd be willing to bet they could get him at 19. If he's made it to 12, there's really no quarterback-needy teams up until they pick again. I mean, unless a team trades up, with their, which there is that risk. But that's interesting. I, that's what I think would happen. I think if yeah, they let him fall here, I think that somebody will definitely 100% trade up. If they're, they're, we, I think we can all agree that... At, at the Raiders pick, there will be there will most likely be a quarterback available, and I think if if the Raiders if pass on a there. quarterback, there will be teams you know chomping at the bit to try to trade with a team like the Niners, Bucks, Broncos, you know, to try to get try to get a Herbert or a Love. It's just what team, and that's I mean, personally for me, I have the Raiders. I think they'll go Jalen Hurts in around rounds two or three. I don't think they go around receive I mean quarterback round one, like you said, unless a guy like Justin Herbert's there. If one of the big three, and by big three I mean Herbert, Tua, or Joe Burrow, which the only one likely to be there would be Herbert. If he's not there, I don't think they go quarterback. I think they go I think they go receiver, but with the thirteenth pick, I actually have my third trade, and I have the Broncos trading up with the 49ers to take Henry Ruggs. I think, you know, Ruggs is the perfect addition to the Broncos offense. You pair his speed with Cortland Sutton's, you know, big red zone threat body. I think that's perfect combination, especially for Drew Locke, who's going to play his first full season as a starter. You definitely need to give him weapons. And besides Sutton, they have no weapons really at the receiver position. So they grab Ruggs here, who has Tyree Kill potential. And the reason I think they trade up with the 49ers because it's no secret that the 49ers have a big need at wide receiver too, especially after losing Emmanuel Sanders. And so to not have the risk, you know, of the guy Henry Ruggs being gone, I think they pull the trigger and trade up with the 49ers. I I see the 49ers staying put here and getting uh, Kinlaw. Uh, I think that the 49ers, uh, that would be a match made in heaven almost, as, as Drew would say. Um... For sure, I think that the fact that DeForest Buckner is gone now, I think that, that he would fill that hole very well, and I think that it'd be a perfect fit there. So, so far, in your mock, no receivers have gone yet? No. That's surprising me. I mean, it's hard, but I, it's it definitely could happen, but I don't know. Because I will say this, and I'm sorry for keeping you waiting, Timmy Dubs, but you look in years past, right, and you have guys like Corey Davis going at five. You have guys like Mike Williams going at 7, John Ross at, I believe it was 8 or 9. You have those guys going top 10. And then, in my opinion, personally, I think Judy, CeeDee Lamb, and uh, Henry Ruggs would all be close, would all be better, if not the same, coming out of college as prospects. And, you know, look how high those guys went. And these guys are still on the board at, third, at 14 now for you. So that just surprises me. And I'll, I'll agree with you there, Tommy, but I also think you have to look at... The quarterback you know, position. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the uh, players in the draft and the needs of teams. I mean, we're really not going to see teams like the Cardinals and the Browns uh, take take wide receivers. And up at the top, it's going to be mostly quarterbacks and yeah, with uh, how needy. offensive line. And then you so, have the can't-miss prospects such as Chase Young, Isaiah Simmons, Jeff Okuda that you just didn't have in those years. Yeah, and I think, I think we're going to see even though those receivers may be uh, better than guys like Davis, Ross, and Mike Williams, I, I think we're going to see them fall into the teens and maybe even the late teens. So with my with my pick, I have the, the 49ers uh, staying put as well, taking Javon Kinlaw. This is 
you know, as Tyler said, it's a match made in heaven. They they traded uh, one of the better interior linemen in the league, uh, DeForest Buckner, to the Colts. And I just don't see them not re-upping this position. I think they traded DeForest Buckner to cut some salary and get a younger player here who has massive upside, a solid player, came from humble beginnings, was homeless as a kid, um, and, you know, took – you know, took the took the hard road to get here, and I, I just think it kind of fits the the Forty Niners uh, defense with their hard nosed personality and, and you know them having fun with the game. So I just think that defensive front is re upped with a guy in, in a great talent in Javon Kinlaw. All right, so now fourteen, I have the Buccaneers thing put, and I think this is one of the biggest steals of the first round in my mock. I have Tristan Morph still on the board. I think they take him. Uh, you know, I definitely think tackle's a big need. They definitely have to protect Tom Brady, especially as they're in win-now mode. They're going for Super Bowls, so they obviously have to protect that quarterback position because if Brady goes down, that's the season. You know, they're not going to win a Super Bowl with Blaine Gabbert. So I think they definitely need to protect Tom Brady. And I think Wirfs is a home run at 14. He's top 10 talent. I think you're getting him at 14. That's a steal. I would agree there, but uh, I can see... The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers trading their pick here to a to a team like the Philadelphia Eagles trading up to get a guy like Henry Ruggs. In my opinion, I think that he'd be a great fit there. Aguilar is gone, so I think that he'd fit in right. He'd fit in there. Yeah, uh, I see. I see the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers holding on uh, to this pick and. The core, the 49ers mo or 49 the Bucks mo in previous years was uh, taking you know corners in the first round, and you look at the history uh, with them taking a guy like Vernon Hargreaves and then guys in the second round. Um, so I think they're going to go CJ Henderson here, really athletic corner. Um, he's got the size, and you know, if you look at great Super Bowl teams, they all have have that one. Besides probably the Chiefs this year, they all have. They have that uh, one shutdown corner. That's that's really really good for them. I mean, the Chiefs have Tyron Matthew. Just he's not a corner. Yeah, and you look at uh, Patriots, Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore. You look at yeah. the Seahawks who made it to the Super Bowl. Richard Sherman. Led the Legion of Boom. Yeah, you look at uh, you look at the Forty Nine who made it all the way to the Super Bowl this year with Sherman. you know guys on with guys like Sherman and then you know their D line. So I just think I think the uh, C.J. Henderson's really gonna up the uh, playoff chances for Tampa Bucks. So, here, 15 would be the Broncos, but the 49ers swapped with the Broncos. I think the only reason the 49ers do that is because they know cornerback is just as big of a need as receiver, and they know they can still grab C.J. Henderson here. And so that's what they do. They grab Henderson, you know, Richard Sherman is aging, and besides him, they are definitely lacking at that cornerback position. So they go C.J. Henderson, a guy who is very talented at a great combine, a very smooth cornerback. You know, he could end up going top 10 if the Jaguars shock everybody and take him. Wouldn't surprise me. Cornerback's a big need there. But they are able to trade down and still grab C.J. Henderson. So that's why I have the 49ers taking here. I have the uh, I, I have the Broncos holding on to a pick here. And I have uh, I have them taking a steal, in my opinion, and Jerry Judy here. Like you said, you had them taking rugs, but I think, in my opinion, the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles will trade up to get rugs. I think that the Broncos taking Jerry Judy here to oppose uh, to oppose Sutton would be a great thing, and I think that Deshaun Hamilton, you still got another year of him. I think it would really boost their uh, their receiving corps. 
Yeah, I look at uh, I look at uh, the Broncos taking definitely taking a receiver here. I look at CD Lamb as the best receiver on the board, and he's still available at fifteen for the Broncos. Uh, CD Lamb, the John Elway has taken big physical fast receivers in the past. You look at Gordon Sutton, you look at Deshaun Hamilton, big guys who have speed. CD Lamb, no different. He's he's going to be a game changer for them. And Drew Lock. All right, so now sixteen. Falcons, I think, losers here. Obviously, as C.J. Henderson's a guy. But I think they go, you know, with Henderson being off the board, even though they signed Dante Fowler, I think they go Caleb on chase on. Um, you know, it's not bad to have two edge rushers. And I think they would go cornerback. I think that's a bigger need. But since Henderson is taking, taken, they go chase on. You know, you look at teams like the Broncos, when Bradley Chubb is healthy, him and Von Miller are a lethal pairing. And, uh, you know, Dante Fowler, he's good. He's not great. Caleb on chase on. I think he's got potential to possibly be better than Fowler, so I think they pair him with Fowler. I completely agree. I think they go Caleb on chase on here. Uh, I think that he, uh, even though they have Dante Fowler, like you said, I think that he'll really help. It never hurts to have two. Uh, pressure on, the pressure on the quarterback will be great there, especially if he pans out what, of what he should be. Yeah. I think that this is a great pick here. Yeah, I... I do like Kelvin Chasen at this at this uh, spot, but uh, with the signing of Dante Fowler, I just don't see them investing that much in their edge rushers. And with C.J. Henderson already gone, I don't see them taking taking a corner here. And with arguably some people think the best receiver on the board, uh, Jerry Judy's still there. Alabama product going uh, to pair up with former Alabama. Uh, receiver Julio Jones I see Jerry Judy as a great fit with the the Falcons offense and I always think the Falcons you know like to surprise everyone sometimes and, and go with an offense that who just a few years ago had MVP Matt Ryan I'd say a very good receiver trio they have the three Bama boys Ridley Judy and Julio so now with the 17th pick I have the Cowboys taking Christian Fulton. I mean, this might be a little bit of a reach, but, you know, Caleb on Chase on are gone, and C.J. Henderson are gone. It's no secret the Cowboys need help with the secondary after letting Byron Jones walk. So I think they go Christian Thomas. I mean, Christian Thomas. Christian Fulton out of LSU. Um, I'm going to disagree. I think that the Cowboys will go cornerback here to replace Byron Jones. I think that they're going to go C.J. Henderson. I think that he's a big help to them. I think that he's the best cornerback. He's the second best cornerback, obviously behind Akuda. Uh, I think it's a great pick here. Yeah, I I could see uh, uh, corner going here to the Cowboys, but I just don't really see anyone assuming the Bucks take CJ Henderson. I don't really see anything, anyone worth it here for them. So with Kelvin Chasen on the board, it's a great edge rusher. They can pair him with Dexter Lawrence, and uh, it's gonna it's or sorry, Demarcus, Demarcus Lawrence is gonna be. It's gonna be a great. It's gonna be a great combo there, and I just, I think, I think the cow, uh, Kelvin Chase, and just fits what the Cowboys are looking for and what they they draft in past past years. All right, so now at the 18th pick, I this is a steal. With Andrew Thomas still being on the board, I think the Dolphins take 100% advantage of that, and they get get grab him here. Look, Thomas could go top 10. I think definitely he will go top 15. 
but he's still on the board, and the Dolphins need to adjust a tackle position to protect whoever their quarterback will be of the future. And so they snagged Thomas here, like you said. He is a very polished tackle, uh, and he'll definitely do wonders protecting Justin Herbert. Uh, I, I definitely think they go uh, they go offensive line here, but he Thomas is off my board, so I think they go Joshua Jackson here. I think that if if they are going to take a quarterback, especially if it's Tua or someone like that, I think they need to definitely bolster their offensive line to protect him. So I think that this is a very good pick here. Yeah, I think uh, that's a big reach for a guy in Joshua Jackson. who Joshua uh, Jones. Yeah, Joshua Jones, who's uh, just hasn't really seen you know the competition that that you're going to face in the. NFL, I just think that's that's a big reach there. But I have the uh, <clears throat> Lions receiving the 18th pick in a trade for Tua Tagovailoa um, up at the top with the uh, with the Lions now picking at 18 instead of the Dolphins. I think they take a guy in AJ Epinesa who, for me, is probably the biggest sleeper in this draft. This guy is a monster, and he's gonna he's gonna wreak havoc in uh, against opponents like Bears and the, and the Packers for a long time. This guy. This guy can really be look uh, pro bowler, you know, consistently throughout his career. I, I think this is a, a steal of the draft. A steal. So I got a question for you, right? You said Josh Jones hasn't faded NFL opponents. They played. They played Oklahoma, Washington State, ranked teams, Cincinnati, SMU, UCF, who had a down year. They played Memphis and Navy. Those are ranked teams. I think Josh Jones has proved he can do it. You know, like you said, he might not be the best, but he has potential. And so I think if he, if Thomas was not on the board, I think Jones would be the pick. I just think Josh Jones this early is just, I just, I think that's a really big reach. And I think, I think whoever picks here, whether it be the Lions, Dolphins, or someone else, that's just a, a huge reach for for a team that you know you're not really getting uh, a, a you know plug and play tackle. Well, I mean you're right. That is a big re- that I wouldn't say it's a reach, but you look at last year, the Falcons took Chris Lindstrom at 14. You know, you had guys like Chris Lindstrom at 14. Obviously, you had. The Falcons trade back into the first round, get Caleb McGarry. So, you know, I think teams definitely, Lyman, will go higher than expected. So, yeah, just putting that out there. So, with the 19th pick, the Raiders, back in my Mac, I have them going a little, a little bit of a surprise, A.J. Terrell. Cornerback is definitely a need. I think safety, they addressed that by signing Demarius Randall. But I think cornerback is still a need. It's between Terrell and Diggs here. And Mike Mayock loves his Clemson boys. You look at last year, what he did in the draft. Drafted, I think, three or four Clemson guys. He had uh, Cleveland Farrell, Hunter Renfro, and uh, I know there was a cornerback. I just Trayvon Mullen. So I think they draft Terrell here, the Clemson guy, and uh, address that secondary. Could happen, but I, I see I can see them taking uh, Xavier McKinney here. 
I think that he's a great player. The Raiders have been linked to him as of recently. I think that uh, I think that he'll be an impact player on the Raiders. Yeah, uh, Tommy, I think your your pick is is pretty spot on there with AJ Terrell. Uh, however, I I have them uh, the Raiders taking uh, you know reaching a little bit um, and going Grant Delpit. I just uh, remember uh, uh, two or three drafts ago when. Jamal Adams was on the board at number one. John Gruden was on, uh, was then an ESPN analyst. And he said, for me, Jamal Adams is my number one overall pick instead of Miles Garrett. Uh, so just thinking that, I think he likes those explosive, high energy, you know, in your face guys like Grant Delpit coming from LSU, a hard nosed program who, who proven winner in Grant Delpit. I mean, I, I, I think this is a can't-miss prospect here. Uh, there is some bust potential, but, you know. Major. I think, I think I think John Gruden falls in love with a guy like this. I mean, there's no there's no question about it. Delpit has potential. But there are rumors that a lot of NFL teams have Ashton Davis, Antoine Winfield, and Xavier McKinney ahead of Delpit. You know, coming out of his two years ago, Delpit would have been deemed a top 10 pick easy. But with what he did last year, I mean, the tackling, huge concern. There's definitely big bust potential. I mean, your pick makes sense. You just described it spot on. It's just, with how he played, I don't know if teams will... I He might not even be a second-round pick. You know, I'd be surprised, but it might happen. And I also, I also for me, I love the pick of A.J. Terrell there with, uh, you know, the Raiders proven to go with Clemson guys. It's just something about that program. I think that they like, you know, the uh, <clears throat> discipline that that program has. I mean, AJ Terrell makes a lot of sense there for me. It may be a reach uh, above guys like Christian Fulton and Javon Diggs, but I mean, AJ Terrell from a disciplined program played well, has the size, um, especially going up against uh, guys in in that division like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. You know, you got Tyreek Kill. So you're gonna, you're definitely gonna need a corner uh, in that in that division for sure. Trust me, I don't think Mayock and Gruden care about reaching. I mean, they drafted Cleveland Farrell fourth overall. Yep, a hundred percent agreed. So now with the twentieth pick, I have the Jags staying put. They take Trayvon Diggs, the best corner available. You know, that secondary is god awful. They traded AJ Boye and Jalen Ramsey, and they need to address that. They need to get it right in the first round. They got to go best cornerback available, and so they go Trayvon Diggs out of Alabama. Well, I I have this pick, uh, have the Eagles pick being traded. I have uh, I have the Buccaneers picking here, and I have them taking AJ Terrell here. Uh, I think that the Buccaneers going out and getting a cornerback would be a great idea for them. They don't have that many holes in their lineup, but I think that would de- that would definitely help, especially in the division that they're in with the Saints. Uh, I think that it's a great pick there. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the uh, going back to the Jaguars here, uh, who who pick at twenty. Um, the uh, I agree, Tommy. Uh, the the Jaguars secondary is extremely depleted uh, with AJ Boyo and Jalen Ramsey both departing. Um, they really don't really have anyone there. They got they got pretty uh, solid safety in Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who I think is up and coming. But uh, other than that, I mean, they're pretty depleted. So I definitely think they go Chavon Diggs here, best corner available, and 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 they'll have they'll they'll kind of re up that secondary. 
Now, now, let me go back to this. I read this wrong. I actually do have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Trevon Diggs here at cornerback. Uh, I, I have them staying put here. Uh, that was my next pick. Timmy Dubs, correct me if I'm wrong, but Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's on the Saints. Correct. No, you're correct. I heard his name. That's all. i just confused. Correct, he is on the Saints. I thought there was something I missed or something. Alright, so now with the 21st pick, I have the Eagles definitely trade up candidates to draft their wide receiver. But I have them staying here and drafting Justin Jefferson, a, uh, a guy, the fourth best receiver in this draft on my big board. Uh, you know, definitely fits the system. They need guys for Carson Wentz to throw the ball to. So they draft Justin Jefferson, best receiver available. Tampa Bay picking here. I, no, I have. Yes, I do have Tampa Bay picking here, and I have them taking AJ Terrell here. Like I said, I, I think that's a great uh, need uh, for them. I think that they need guys to cover guys like Michael Thomas and Samuel Sanders on the same team now. I think that this is a great pick here. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. Uh, I see the Eagles going with uh, a wide receiver here. Uh, for me, Henry Ruggs is still available. I do think uh, teams were a, a little bit uh, turned away from him just with the combine. He had the, he had that uh, leg injury, lower body injury. I, I could see that scaring teams just a little bit enough to uh, pass on him. I think the Eagles get a, a speedster here in Henry Ruggs to to pair with um, Alshon Jeffrey and, and others there. So uh, it's a great weapon for Carson Wentz. So now at the 22. I have the Vikings staying put. They draft Josh Jones. The Vikings have a lot of holes they have to fill. They have Lyman, D-line, cornerback, and on top of that receiver. But I think, you know, they just handed Kirk Cousins a uh, big extension. I think they have to protect him. That's got to be the priority with this pick. You know, they can't risk losing Josh Jones to a team like Patriots Saints before they pick again. Or a team trading up to draft Josh Jones because tackle is going to be a very valued position in this draft. So I think they draft Jones here. Uh, I have uh, I have Minnesota staying put here, and I have them taking C.D. Lamb since he's still on the board. I think that he's a quality pick here. With Stephon uh, Diggs gone, I think that uh, I think that it fills a big need, and I think it's a great. Great, great value here with C. D. Lamb since a lot of people have him as their number one wide receiver. So I think it's a no-brainer pick here. Yeah, I mean with with uh, Xavier Rhodes and multiple, a lot of their secondary uh, leaving in, in free agency and and just um, not you know, performing as well as they thought. I have the Vikings 100% going corner here. Best available, Christian Fulton. This guy has the size at six two. He's a stud. He's gonna be able to follow every receiver. May not have the top end speed, but the cover skills are there. That the size is there. I think this is a no brainer for the Vikings, who who like to go corner in the in the first in the first and second rounds. And yeah, like you said, you know, had one of those guys been there, they definitely would have been the pick. But if they're gonna pick cornerback here, you know, the best available option would probably be. Noah Igbahin or Jalen Johnson. You know, Xavier McKinney, you could count him, but I count him as a safety. So, yeah, like you said, if this was a cornerback, you're spot on. But I think because all those guys are off the board, I just think they go Josh Jones. 
So, with the 24th pick, not 24th, 23rd pick out of the Patriots, you know, this one is this one was tough because Jordan Love is still on the board. Do they go Jordan Love? Or do they ride out your Stidham? I chose they ride out your Stidham. You know, Bill Belichick definitely doesn't give anything away. He does two things, you know, three things. He wins Super Bowls, doesn't give any secrets, and he doesn't draft quarterbacks round one. And because of that, I just don't think they go Jordan Love round one. I think the only way they draft a corner quarterback round one is if they trade up for Tua. And uh, so with that being said, I haven't taken Kenneth Murray. They definitely need help at that linebacker position after losing Kyle Vinoy and Jamie Collins. So they draft the best guy up. The best, they draft the best available linebacker, Oklahoma's Kenneth Murray here. I definitely agree with that pick. The fact that they lost Kyle Van Noy, like you said, they have a gaping hole there. I think that this is a great pick here. Uh, Kenneth Murray will definitely help out the defense. And I think that, it, I, while you said in your draft, obviously, uh, Jordan Love is still available, which I think that would be interesting. I don't have him available there. I think that the Patriots... I don't think they look quarterback in the first round at all. I think that they're going to stick with a, a linebacker. Yeah, I agree. Well, a lot of people think the the Patriots are, are going to go with the sexy pick and take uh, a quarterback here, Jordan Love, Jacob Beeson, for example. Uh, you know, I see the same as you guys with the big hole with Jamie Collins and, and Calvin Noy leaving. Uh, yeah, there's a big hole at linebacker, and that's an extremely important part of Bill Belichick's uh, defense and I, I see Kenneth Murray going here, smart player. You know, maybe a little bit injury history, but... Uh, I don't so. think that's too... It's not like Tua. It's not that concerning. Yeah. So, with the 24th pick off the Saints going Patrick Queen, no, they definitely need a linebacker to pair with uh, DeMario Davis. Queen's a side-to-side, sideline-to-sideline linebacker, best linebacker on the board. You could even make an argument for him going ahead of Kenneth Murray. So, I think the Saints grab him. I definitely agree. I think that the Saints don't have that many needs now, but I think that Patrick Queen will definitely help. I think that linebacker is their biggest need. LSU guy, that obviously helps in my opinion, so I think that this is an obvious pick here. Yeah, 100% agree with Tyler, LSU guy from the Bayou, so he's going to fit right in there in, in New Orleans. They need a linebacker. This makes too much sense, Patrick Queen. All right. So now with the 25th pick, the Vikings back on the board. They grab Josh Jones, and now I think they go Ross Blacklock here. You know, D-tackle is a big need for them. Lost Linval Joseph. Um, and this could be wide receiver, like you said. This could be Denzel Mims, LaVisca, Chenault. But I think, you know, with how deep this wide receiver class is, I think they'll still be able to grab a quality wide receiver in round two, whether that be trade up or sit where they are. Because think, guys, you have guys like T. Higgins who could be there, Jalen Ragor, Brandon Ayuk, uh, KJ Hamler. So you have great guys. You have quality receivers that could be there in the second round. Whereas in there might not be any tackles with the skill like as quality as Ross Blacklock. And so I think they go Blacklock here and look to draft a receiver. And cornerback in later rounds. Now, I, 
I have the Minnesota Vikings taking CeeDee Lamb with their uh, first pick in the first round, so I definitely not wide receiver here. But I do think that Christian Fulton would be a great pick here, especially with an aging secondary. I think that this will definitely help out, let them learn. Uh, I think that it will make them a lot better, so I think this is a great pick here. Yeah, I I, I do agree with Tyler that I, I, I can see a wide receiver going here. Um with Xavier McKinney still on the board, I think this is no brainer. I, I like I like the athleticism of McKinney going to a uh, the Vikings who usually take athletic corners. Look at a guy like Mike Hughes, you know Xavier Xavier Rhodes, even a guy like Anthony Harris who who's definitely a, a good a good player. I, I see Xavier McKinney here uh, really bolstering that secondary, can play corner or safety. I see him more pairing uh, with. Uh, Xavier Rhodes on the outside at, at corner, so I say I see Xavier McKinney here to to the Vikings. All right, now with the twenty sixth pick, I have the Dolphins going Xavier McKinney. They could go plenty of different directions with this pick, uh, especially because they traded that thirty ninth pick to the uh, the Lions. So um, yeah. I think they go Xavier McKinney replace a uh, replace a guy that they just traded away in oh, crap. Why can't I, I cannot? Why can't I think of his name? Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, replace him. They just traded away. You know they paid big money for Byron Jones. They have a great cornerback tandem in Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. It's just. They got to fill that safety position. And so while this could be running back to pair Jordan Howard, such as J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, I think they'll still be able to get a quality running back with their second, second round pick, whether that be Cam Akers or Zach Moss. So I think they go Xavier McKinney here. I can definitely see that happening. In my opinion, I think they can take Grant Delpit here, uh, which would fill that need. But I definitely see them going running back here. I, I don't see them taking a shot. I think that... They're going to go out and get their guy that they're heavily linked to in J.K. Dobbins. I think that he's the number one running back in this class. I think that he's the workhorse. I think that I think that he's going to be by far the best here. I think that, uh, that definitely fills a need for the Dolphins. Yeah, I agree with Tyler here. I think you can make a case for uh, uh, the secondary, like, uh, you know, guy like Xavier McKinney, who I have off my board. But, uh I definitely agree with Tyler. You're going to go with the home run guy in J.K. Dobbins. You can make a case for Jonathan Taylor just with his consistency. But I think J.K. Dobbins has a, a little a little more shelf life and uh, you know a little more explosiveness. So J.K. Dobbins makes sense here. And, you know, that was tough. It was definitely between Dobbins and McKinney. I just, you know, with how replaceable the running back position is, I thought they'd go McKinney. But Dobbins could 100% be the pick, too. So at 27, I have the uh, Seahawks going... Yeter Grossmatos, I think they definitely need edge rushers. You know, whether they bring Clowney back or not, that's a big need. LJ Collier definitely didn't pan out. I, I'm already labeling him as a big-time bust, big reach. So uh, I think they go Grossmatos here. A lot of potential coming out of Penn State. And, um, yeah, I think they grabbed Grossmatos. Uh, with this pick, I see the Seahawks definitely going uh, edge rusher, but I think AJ... AJ Epinesa is a better player, and I know he's off your board, but he's still on mine. I think that this is a great quality pick here, especially value-wise. I think that, obviously, with Clowney either leaving or staying, they need a, a edge rusher anyway. I think that this will definitely help. 
Yeah, I, I have them going edge rusher too, just like the both of you guys. Uh, the Seahawks, um, as we know, are known to go uh, maybe a little off the beaten path. Uh, so I have them taking Boise State edge rusher Curtis Weaver here. Um, interesting player, definitely not well known. But you got look like definitely a Seahawks like L- pick. L- L- LJ LJ Collier, Collier wasn't exactly uh, the most well known guy. They took many way. Uh, you also look at a guy like Malik McDowell the, the, uh, a couple years ago. You know, wasn't really well known, um, but uh, just never really panned out. I can see a guy like Curtis Weaver, Curtis Weaver going here, maybe maybe surprising a few people. You know, I will say this: the Seahawks have done a tremendous job of keeping everybody on their toes. You look at when they drafted Rashad Penny. I mean, that surprised everybody. I don't know anybody that predicted that last year when they drafted L.J. Collier. Nobody predicted that. So, yeah, that seems like a Seahawks pick. I definitely think they need to get better at drafting, but could be Weaver. I think that's a reach, in my opinion. But it's definitely a Seahawks pick. Agreed. So, with the 28th pick, I have the Ravens taking A.J. Epeniza. And while you two are pretty high on him, I know, Timmy Dubs, you are. You have him going 18th overall, right? Correct, to the, the Lions mock trade. Yeah, and Tyler has him going to the Seahawks. I'm not a big fan of Epeniza. I just think, you know, he definitely has power moves. It's finesse moves, though, that I'm worried about. That's a big thing about getting to the quarterback. you got to have finesse in your game. I don't think AJ Epeniza is where I'd want him to be with that right now. You know, we can always get better in that area. I just think he's more of a power rusher. And that sometimes doesn't always work at the next level. But the Ravens do need help, you know, with the pass rush. And so they just add on to that scary defensive front after they trade for Clayus Campbell. And they draft uh, AJ Epeniza here. Hey guys, we are back. Part 2, audio cut off because it can only record an hour tops. Sorry about that. So uh, if you come back, if you're coming back to watch the second half, thank you so much. means a lot. But I, we're on the Ravens pick, 28. I already explained mine, so Tyler and Timmy Dubs got to go. And then we'll just speed run all the way to 32. Yep, uh, I have the Ravens here going uh, wide receiver to pair with Marquise Brown. I have them taking LaVisca Chanel. I know Mims could definitely go here, but I think LaVisca Chanel has a little bit more upside, upside, especially in the long run. I think that this will be a great uh, pick for the Ravens filling a need. Yeah, I agree. I'll, I have them taking LaVisca Chanel too. I honestly think, uh, you know, two or three years from now, if, if we did a redraft of this draft, I mean, I'm looking at Lavis Cushnall maybe even going in the top 15, top 12. So, I just love this pick for the Ravens. All right, now 29. I have the Titans going Austin Jackson. You know, they have to start producing. Their time is coming to an end. Tannehill can't be good forever. So, I think they go Jackson, best available tackle at 29. I would definitely agree. I think that they need to pick Austin Jackson here to solidify their offensive line, especially since they lost Jack Hoglin. I think that it'd be a huge help, especially since they just paid uh, Tannehill that much money. To, they need to protect protect him and uh, keep him for the long run. Yeah, I agree. They're going to go offensive tackle here. With, with my mock draft, I, Josh Jones is still on the board. So if Josh Jones wasn't on the board, I'd probably lean towards Austin Jackson going here. But since Josh Jones on the board, can't pass on this guy. You know, big physical guy. Um, you know, he's he's played against fairly decent competition uh, in in uh, in college and conference USA. But uh, yeah, solid pick here for the, the, the Titans. 
All right, 30 of the Packers. I got them going Denzel Mims. Like you said, it could be LaVisca Chenault. I like Chenault better. I know teams like Mims better. He had a great year with Baylor. Definitely a big part of their success they had. Uh, and the Packers definitely need a second wide receiver to pair with Devontae Adams. You know, Aaron Rodgers, he's 36. He can only produce for so much longer. They need to, they need to get the best supporting cast possible around Rodgers in the fastest amount of time. And they literally, they have no starting wide receivers besides Devontae Adams. So they need, they need to get this right. They need to get a wide receiver to pair with Adams. And I think they go Denzel Mims. I could definitely see that happening, especially with the Mims. But uh, I can see MVS uh, stepping up next year and the, uh, the Packers letting their younger wide receivers develop maybe another year. I see them taking Zach Bond here, linebacker out of Wisconsin. The fact that they lost Blake Martinez, I think this is a great pick. Uh, I think that it will extremely uh, help their uh, defense and maybe even boost them to a uh, Super Bowl contenders with their offseason acquisitions. Yeah, I mean, with them losing, with them, with them losing uh, uh, a bunch of linebackers in, in free Blake agency. Blake Martinez. Yeah, guys like Blake Martinez. I know they added Christian Kirksey, but with Blake Martinez going, I think they need to re-up at the linebacker position. So I agree, Zach Bond is a good pick here. I think we talk every year of the Packers uh, potentially getting a quarterback or, or a wide receiver uh, to pair with Aaron Rodgers or someone to sit behind Aaron Rodgers, but... Every year it doesn't happen. I don't see it happening this year. Zach Bond's good pick. All right, 31. I have my last straight of the first round. I have, you know, Jordan Love can only last so much longer. And I think it's really a toss-up where Love goes because, like you said, he could go at six to the Chargers. He could fall all the way down here to the Colts. You know, that's why I think it's just so unpredictable because he could go in a large quantity of areas. I think he definitely is a first-round pick, though. And I think, you know... The 49ers don't pick again after the first round until the fifth round. And so I think they trade back from 13 to 15 to gain assets. And then they use this pick, their pick, to trade back and gain even more assets, gain even more draft capital. So they have picks between the second and the fourth rounds. So I think the Colts trade up a team that's been heavily linked to Jordan Love, even when they were at 13, you know. Like you said, Jordan Love's great get great potential. I don't think he'll produce immediately. But, you know, the upside is definitely there. You know, decision-making, definitely a questionable error, definitely a questionable part of his game. Accuracy sometimes, you know. Definitely the numbers he put up last year. But, you know, he has an explanation for that as his supporting cast just sucked. So, uh, I think the Colts trade up, let him learn under Phillip Rivers for a year. And I think they go Jordan Love here. Trade up for him. Now, if Jordan Love was still available there, I think that a lot of teams will be calling up the 49ers, but I have him going much earlier in the draft. But I do have a trade here. I think the 49ers are going to also trade with the Colts, but the Colts are going to get their guy in Jacob Eason. I think that Eason has a lot of potential, and uh, I think, that obviously, the Colts are in the market for a quarterback with Phil Rivers getting uh, older, obviously, and... Uh, Jacoby Brissett, I see them trading him as I don't think he's the long-term answer there. So I think Jacob Eason's a great guy to pick here to let him learn under uh, Phil Rivers. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go here with a trade also. Um, I'm going to have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trading up into the first round again to grab quarterback of the future to sit behind Tom Brady for a couple years. Uh, Jacob Eason, I have the Bucks taking Jacob Eason. Love this guy's potential. Um 
for whatever reason, Tom Brady doesn't work out, retires early, something like that, you know, injury maybe. And he's um, not going to, he, he only has two years left in the tank. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and so Jake Beeson makes a lot of sense here for me. If the, the Buccaneers, for whatever reason, start struggling at the end of this year or next year, I think Jake Beeson could, could definitely be a, a solid option. Or if you just learn under Brady till he retires. I mean, look what Jimmy G did. He sat under Brady for a handful of years, and he just took Niners to a Super Bowl. I could definitely see that happening. I can also see a couple other teams trending up here, like the Saints, who are obviously looking for a quarterback, but I see them more linked to a guy like Fromm. And then also I think that the Steelers could be in the market for a quarterback, especially with Big Ben getting getting older and getting hurt more often. Agreed. I definitely think this 31st pick will be traded. And I 100% think it could be a quarterback in 18. You know whether Love is still on the board, which I guarantee you Love won't be on the board. I guarantee you a team trades up into the teens or the 20s to draft him. It's just I literally have no clue what that team will be, so I have him here. But like you said, I think this could very well be East, and I think he has borderline first-round talent. The things he can do with his arm is very, very impressive. Now... Do you see a guy like Hurts going above him? Or no. is that just all hype? I mean, no, this is a rumor. But I have heard rumors that, you know, the majority of NFL teams, the popular quarterback board is Burrow, Tua, Love, Herbert, and then Hurts. I heard this a week or two ago. So, like, this could be smoke. You know, this could be according to one or two teams. But, you know, with the the way the game is revolutionizing, you know, dual-threat quarterbacks are definitely becoming the more popular option. You look at what Lamar Jackson did this year. He was incredible. I hate to say it. I hate him. You know, I think he's going to get his head cut off with how much he runs around. But he was incredible. I mean, you know, with, with the potential Jalen Hurts has, I know he's not there as a passer. And that's it, his biggest concern. But with the things he can do with his feet and how he can extend plays, be that dual-threat guy... And like you said, he's accurate at times. You know, he doesn't throw as far as you'd like him to throw. Sometimes not the best decision maker. But those things can work on. You no. can work on. So I think it's really a toss-up. I think it just depends where, you know, if the Raiders are picking and Jacob Eason hasn't picked yet, I think it's Hurts. But, you know, you see a team trade up, I think Eason could be the guy. Now, do you think there's a possibility that Eason and Hurts can both go in the first round and the Chiefs also trade down? No. I mean, I think it's going to be hard enough for Eason to get into the first round. I think it's rare for Eason to get into the first round. And I think there is almost no way Hurts gets into the first round unless a team panics and thinks he won't be there when their next pick is in the second. I think there's almost 0% chance, though, that Hurts is a first-round pick. All right, so now with the uh, 32nd pick, Kansas City to end the first round. You know, they're a popular trade out of the first round choice. But I have them staying put and taking Cesar Ruiz. You know, get that help on the interior offensive line. You know, just boost that offensive line even more to uh, give Patrick Mahomes even more time to do incredible things. I can definitely see that happening. I think that if they, which I have them staying put, I definitely see this being a toss up. I have them going uh, edge rusher to uh, at Eater Gross Montos. I think that it'll be a uh, big improvement there. Pair him with Clark. I think that'd be a nasty duo. Yeah, I, I see them going uh, defense here um, with with not really a big name and defensive back. 
I've been taking Clemson's AJ Terrell. Uh, he's here at 32. I don't think you can pass pass on him. Yeah, the solid player. He's gonna really boost that secondary. All right, winners, losers. You guys want to do it? Uh, sure. I mean, I think the I think the uh, the Lions will be the big one. I yeah, think Lions. big winners. Obviously, Lions here trade back gets a guy in Okuda. or you see a team like the Dolphins. You know, uh, you know they definitely. From how bad they were last year to the improvements they come this year throughout the draft and free agency, I think they're big winners. And especially in my mock, not your guys' but mine, the uh, Colts being able to get their guy at 31 and the uh, Chargers being able to land Tua, I think that's big wins. Yep, yep. I think whoever whoever you know gets their guy with quarterback wines, they're, they should, they're big winners. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I'm sorry this ran a little bit long. Uh, it's like an hour, 10 minutes, which it's three-person mock with trades. That takes a little bit, you know, a little while. So I'm sorry that this was so long. We'll try and make, make them shorter in advance. But if you made it to the end, thank you guys for listening. You DM us on Instagram at Smart Sports Talks if you guys, you know, want to tell us anything, want to try and change our picks, you know, just any feedback. Make sure to DM us. Thank you guys for watching. See you later.